This is the Ryan Show FM, and our next guest really needs no introduction. If you are a fan of hip-hop, then you know this man. Legend. And you know the music that his mind was behind. Just monumental, influencing not just people over on the West Coast, but even in our small quaint Hamptons down, Hamptons Day, we were influenced by the NWA yep. as well. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the one and only DJ Yella, rock and roll Hall of Famer, pioneer, yeah. overall musical mastermind, is here on the radio program. I know I can tell he wants, he's a humble man, but he's done <laughs> so much that we just have to give him the right introduction. On a book tour, nonetheless, a man that's written his own book. So, yes, let's uh, give a proper round of applause. We'll yeah. add the audio in the later day. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the show. Straight out of Compton, 33-year anniversary. I mean, yeah. when you guys were creating this masterpiece, Yella, did you have any idea the drastic changes that would be made to music in general? Nah. And that's how it did so well because we didn't think we didn't even think of gold or nothing like that. Just sell a few records, make a couple of bucks. That's all the thought was. But we were just doing at the time what we love was our music. Yep. And we didn't care what people say. We just did it. If they like it, cool. If they don't, still cool. But yeah, we had no idea we'd be talking about this thirty. I was gonna say timeless ago. hits, timeless. Like legit oh, yeah. timeless. Crazy. And it's not just, you know, the, the message behind the tracks, but it's the production as well. I mean, oh, yeah. just incredible. And, yeah. you know, before <laughs> we get started on, like, the actual question, you, you actually technically co-produced -pro the entire album, correct? Oh, yeah. All, all uh, most of the Ruthless stuff. A lot of the Ruthless stuff. Oh, yeah. We did it. Mandre started way before the end in the Wrecking Crew, so we did it for a while. And we just kept on going, kept doing it. How long you know Drake for? You guys go way back, right? Yeah. Um, it, was, it was quite a while. Not as kids or anything like that, yeah. but it was in the Wrecking Crew days when I was a DJ. Then I met him. I was in the Wrecking Crew like two years, around two years before Dre was even around and stuff. Then he came around, and then we hit it off instantly and been buddies ever since. How did he become a part of the Wrecking Crew? He just, it was a um, more like a battle. Somebody brought him up there to challenge me, you know. At wow. the time, I was the hottest DJ in L.A., so I'm like, you bringing this little skinny kid to <laughs> challenge me? Do he know who I am? <laughs> now, we had fun about it, but that's how we met, though. That's, we never battled or anything, but that's how we met. Insane. And to think, I mean, once again, we'll, we'll get into, you know, the Wrecking Crew, because there's so many questions I have. It's just such a monumental group that I feel like because of what NWA did and what everybody did in their solo careers, it kind of gets like overshadowed. But that was a real movement that was going on well before NWA. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's where it all started, you know, being just DJs. Then we started doing music and it just took off from there. You know, we didn't plan on it, but it did. And it's you, know, you see the pictures of you guys in the flashy outfits. And I mean, you know, I can only imagine what those live shows were like. I know we all roast, you know, people were making jokes about it, but it was for the women back then. Yeah. If you're familiar with the music and the style of what people were wearing, you guys were looking fly as hell, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, it was just for the women, it wasn't for the guys. You know, we made 
love songs and all that kind of stuff. So we was after the women, not the money. It was the women. The women. I know I was. Yeah. <laughs> Still on after. <laughs> and yeah, like once again, that that was like music that was like catered towards getting those women and. And you had some skills back then, too, like even in some, you know, you were getting on the mic, which I feel like a lot of people don't realize is your solo work. Today, I sat and I listened to the entire solo album uh-huh. that you put out in tribute to Eazy-E after he passed. And I always knew that you could produce, but I mean, you could do it all. Yeah, I just, you know, that album, I just, it came from the heart. It wasn't out coming out as a trying to make a hit record or nothing. I just, at the time, it was like one year after he passed. And when he passed, I had already said I wasn't doing music again until somebody came along and said, here's six figures. You want to make this? Yeah. I'm not an artist, but okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and that's, uh, you know, let's take it back to Straight Outta Compton. Because once again, we can't just glaze over 33-year anniversary. It spawned a hit movie. But most important, it really did change hip-hop. Oh, and yeah. mm-hmm. When you look at this term, this is something that kind of disappeared. The term gangster rap. I was thinking about that today as I was doing all this research and putting this together. The term gangster rap, I mean, did it evolve? Did it even exist at all? Or was this just something that the media coined? I think it was just, it was just, to us, it was just ghetto music. Where are we from? We from Compton. Compton is in every city, every state, different names and stuff. But the media, I don't know who it was. It just, labeled us as the gangster you know gangster music like and it just stuck with us and it just turned out to be it's kind of like a style really you know the look the black you know it's just nothing we try to start nothing that's just how we dress at that time and we talk about the music being a movement i think we all know which song was probably the most controversial at the time on that album. And it's something that we all think. The greatest comedians are able to take what we all think, the greatest thinkers, really, and put it into words. And it's just so simple. F the police. Yep. I think there's a that everybody, no matter and who we still, are or where we live, we're going to at at some point, right? It rings now more than ever. I mean, it's right back in the forefront. I mean, because you think about it, we didn't invent the song. Yeah. It was already created years before us in the 50s and the 60s or uh, Whenever it was, police been like that forever. And all we did was say something that everybody wanted to say to a cop. Back then, you didn't say that to no cop. You'd be all on the ground and all tangled up. But nowadays, they in their face saying it. So, But it, back then, a lot of people wanted to say that after getting jacked for no reason. And you just wanted to point the finger. But back in them days, nah, you didn't do that. And you guys must have known what you were doing. Actually, I heard Dre was against it at first because he had some type of court visitations. He had to spend weekends in due to some issues or whatever. So you guys were somewhat calculated in the release of it because, I mean, there, there was just no, nobody saying anything like that. Yeah, we, every time we get pulled over, I'm sure it's the first thing that you say when you're sitting at the family table and you're, you know, recapping a story. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. that we all utter those words. But to get on a record and say that, it's just revolutionary. Yeah, that was yeah. that was somebody had some balls to do that, <laughs> and then and then to perform it too, you know, to go out and well, we never performed a song. Yeah. Technically, that, that's yeah. right. So, so what what were the stipulations exactly? You weren't allowed to perform the song. How did that work? 
Well, for the tour, the first problem was getting insurance for the buildings. Yeah. And once we put on, um, it was supposed to be salt and pepper, Kwame, and kid and play all these to soften up the building. I was going to say, so we yeah. can get in the building. And then once we did the tour, but the deal was to not do that one song on no shows. So we didn't do it. When we did it in Detroit, we did a half a verse. Yep. That was it. They ran us off the stage after that. Now, I mean, they didn't arrest us or nothing, but they ran us off the stage, and I ran all the way back to the hotel. So <laughs> they caught us in the elevator. <laughs> Do you ever have any experiences with actual police officers? Like, come on, man, you made life a little more difficult for me. Or did uh, any of them understand? Yeah, yeah, I mean, living in Compton, yeah, you run in all the time back then. You know, just for nothing. If you just in front of the studio where we made the song and all the hits, we just standing out there because we was in a city called Torrance, and this color don't go out at night in Torrance. It just that's just the way it is. And we were standing in front of the studio, you know, young guys looking like a gang. And that's just, in the movie, right? That's one of the scenes yeah. in the I mean, movie, right? Well, yeah. we didn't do the song right after, but yeah. we have been jacked in front of the studio a couple of times. You know, they just but after a couple of times, they didn't mess with us no more. So, but this the police just been like that all the time. Yep. It's not changed at all. I mean, you know, things get a little bit better, but I mean, can you draw comparisons? Like, even when you look at the LA riots, I'm not saying that NWA had anything to do with the LA riots, but I mean, it was one of the, the, the big momentum changers with people being able to, to stand up against authority. Do you see any comparisons when you look at these latest riots over the past year, year and a half? I mean, you know, what making them bigger is social media. You know? Yeah. Everybody's filming. Everybody's, Everybody's got a camera. Yep. Every, you know, so it just gets around fast. But the people finally stood up, and I, I was surprised. I mean, it, it wasn't just black. It was every Everyone. color out yep. there. It was more of them than of us. So times have changed. And I told people this years ago. I said they have to arrest a cop, give them 100 years, 99 years, something to start to fix it a little bit. So they get, you know, they got one. You yeah. Know, they got to get quite a few more, you know, because this. He should have so, got some more years, too, but that's besides the point. Yeah, it's so corrupt. Yeah. You know? It crazy. ain't yeah. all the cops. That's the key thing. It ain't all the cops. There's always the, the bad apples. And yeah. that's in anything. There's always a few. But that, unfortunately, they can arrest us and ruin our lives. Yeah. Literally. That's, <laughs> yeah. Ruin that's your night at least. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. So. You mentioned the tour, and from what I've heard, the NWA Straight Outta Compton tour was one of the historically off-the-chain, absurd tours in the history of music. I mean, if there was one memory that stands out about that tour, what would it be? Um, huh. <laughs> Quite a bit. Like I know one thing. They thought we would have fights every night. So no fights ever happened on the tour, and that was unheard of by itself. Then it's just, it's amazing. I mean, which way do I think? <laughs> I mean, I know shows, what you're asking. You just hear all these stories for the women on these tours. Like, yo, you guys were not just making music that was to get people hyped up, but a lot of it was for the women. I was going to say, fans of the show know where I'm going. My, my thought is, what was it like? <laughs> you know, there had to be some things on that tour. Oh, yeah. Every night. Different <laughs> A different book every night. Yeah. Like God bless those women. 
Sometimes you have two <laughs> double header. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Good thing and there's no Instagram then. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> my <laughs> god. Like would would you even be able to pull it off? Like what do rap stars and rock stars do on tour these days with camera phones on everybody? Yeah. They got to be very cautious. I you mean, better you sign this non-disclosure. Yeah. I'm walking around with a contract. Search them or so, you got to do something. You can't even search them. You've been got yeah. me too. I know, right? So I, I don't know what they do these days. I mean, I DJ around the world, but I'm solo. So I ain't I go yeah. in my room, lock away, that's yep. show, that's it. But these days, there's too many cameras, too many. He did this. He Mm-mm, Nah, you can have all that. And they'll get some money out of you too. <laughs> yeah. Those civil lawsuits are painful. Yeah, because the, the key is most people just pay to get it over with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then it makes them look bad yep. just to get the headache over with. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's crazy. Back then, tours was fun. I mean, they was it was work. You know, 40 shows, 40 – it was yeah. work, but there was a way – well, it was more fans. It was just – it's just a different time. It just – it was a golden era yep. that a lot of people didn't get to see. And what was it like going to the East Coast? Because, you know, from what I hear back then, there weren't a lot of West Coast artists touring on the East zero, Coast. zero. Zero. We was the first to get into New York. We went to the um, Apollo, and I think we did two, show, two songs, and they was looking at us like, they didn't boo us. But the show didn't clap for it. Yeah. It was like... I'm yeah, like, but I mean, at the Apollo at that time, you're not getting booed. That's almost like a standing ovation. But it's amazing that we broke into that. Once we broke in, then they, they started letting them in. Because New York, like the, it was all yeah. New York. It wasn't no outsiders, no nothing. I mean, nowhere. We we kind of just broke the door a little bit and got in there. And they end up liking us. Being from the West Coast production-wise, and you and Dre coming up with that sound, like revolutionizing really the sound of West Coast hip hop. How much was influenced from East Coast hip hop? I used to work with Eric Sermon. Cheeks and I and Dave, we used to go to Eric's studio and we saw pictures up on his wall of Easy E really? with EPMD back then. Yeah. And I just, I never got the full story. So I figured I'd ask, like, you know, what were the connections like to the East Coast guys like EPMD back then? I mean, I didn't know any of them, to tell you the truth. Yeah. I mean, their music was cool. I mean, I like their music. They, I like it. Because back then, you hear a song, and you know what group it came from. Yep. It wasn't 90 people doing the same song, sounding the same, the same producer. It was all separate. And we, you know, in our early days, we bit off of the East Coast. Definitely. Run DMC, all of them. We bit a little bit, little bit, and then we finally got our own style. Our own sound, just, yep. Boom. Never look back. And it's, yeah, I mean, timeless. And you know, we talked about you co-producing with Dre. There were people that look back and recall you two being in studio, working together, not even having to speak to each other, and just being able to put these masterpieces together. What was it like, the chemistry between you two? It was like the Jedi mind trick we yeah. had. You know, we just knew. You know, I'd be on the board, he'd be on, on the machine program, and I know, okay, let me go over there and program everything. Let me put it in sequence, and it was just we didn't have to talk very much. We just, we just knew it. We just, this is what we're gonna do. We knew it. I might go over there. Okay, here go the record. This is one we need to, you know. We just, we were just in sync. We was the dynamic duel, Batman and Robin, 
in them days. Who was Batman? And when it was only like four years, that's all it was. And, and that's we what's were- crazy to me. You know, to, not to jump too far ahead here, yeah. but when Dre left NWA, you would think that, you know, the history that you guys had had that you would have gone with Dre. I mean, were there any talks about you maybe leaving NWA or, or joining Death Row? Well, if you read the book, you would know. He asked me, he told me when he was leaving, but it was early in the morning. And I said, he asked me, he said, I'm le-, he said, I'm gone. Are you coming? And I, at, the, at that time, I did not know what he was talking about. So I didn't answer him. I finally gave him an answer in 2019. It took that long for an answer. Because I, I would think about it. I'm good with Dre. I'm good with Easy. I mean, I have no problems. I should have went with Dre. But then in 2019, Dre said, I'm kind of glad you didn't come. You know, with all the whatever he yeah. had to go through. So I was just caught in the middle. I didn't answer. I didn't pick to stay with E. I didn't do that. I just didn't answer. And I just got mm-hmm. caught in the middle. But, you know, it, it was what it was. I mean, you went out to produce some classics, though, with Ruthless and, and Easy e Before we get into a break, I want to tell you one story about a song that you produced with Easy e And this is my first real hip-hop memory. I was <laughs> a, a very wee boy. I was only in fourth grade. And I was with my cousin who was driving me around the Bridgehampton Commons. The Bridgehampton Commons is, always, is this little shopping center out in the Hamptons. And there were all these people walking around. And my cousin, he's probably like 16, 17 years old. <laughs> he puts on Give Me That Nut. At full volume, <laughs> full volume, and I remember sitting there just laughing harder than I had ever laughed. I'd never heard anything like that before. And then today, as I'm doing the research, I read that you are the one that produced that song, and I just wanted to thank you for that amazing memory. Definitely helped shape me in fourth grade quite a bit. Classic, classic track. Wow, <laughs> I forgot all about that song. Ah, oh. oh, I can't believe I did. <laughs> That was just something fun to do. It was just, but he always we we always had some kind of crazy song in between. Automobile. That was such a good song. Automobile. Totally, just totally something odd. You know, it just wow. Give me that nut. I ain't heard, wow. That's that was a fun song right there. I, hilarious. What the fuck is it? Now, who was it that helped? Because I don't. From what I've read, Easy E wasn't necessarily writing his own stuff. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, who was it in studio? Did you help write the words that? Because I mean, classic lyrics in that too. He kind of he kind of wrote that one a lot. He kind of yeah he kind of did that one. I remember us doing it. Yeah, I remember him sitting down <laughs> coming with the, trying to come up with the words and yeah, that's <laughs> wow, wow. I got to go times. listen to that one. That was a good one. We've got DJ Yella in studio. We're going to go to a very quick uh, quick break, play some music of DJ Yella, come back, talk a little bit more, get into some classics, get into this new book. Once again, you guys have to go out and buy this autobiography. Yes. Nobody writes their own books these days. Man, I don't know if I've written anything since I paid a nerd to do it for me in college. <laughs> but we're going to get into all this. Shout this out to that right- nerd. DJ Yella in studio with us right now. And Yella, you know, you mentioned an album that is one of my favorites, My Automobile. Yeah. Classic. Classic <laughs> album with Easy e singing. The just funny overall, just good energy. Drums. I played the drums on that one. So that was you on the drums. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. One of the greatest on that album. I believe that was the second NWA album. I'm not allowed to say the name, but yeah. 
We all yeah, know this. Uh, well, the only, we only had two albums. Wait, the third one that priority it was just a compilation. That was old. Mm. We NWA only got two albums and one EP. That's it. So the EP was a compilation of songs that were just not put out. You guys had well, the EP long- was the Hundred Miles and Running EP. Yeah, and then yeah. the other one was NWA and a Posse. It was an album, but it was a compilation. It just uh, priority did it in between. They wanted they needed a record from us. Yeah, they just took it from Macola Records and put it out again, and it went gold. So wow. <laughs> classic. Which is a great song, but but my automobile. I was looking, and you know that's a Parliament song, right? Originally, yeah. you guys yeah. changed the words around. Yeah. So did you have to go through some hoops and ladders in order to get that sample cleared? We didn't play. We it's, we didn't use the sample. We played so, it. So that we technically, you don't even have to like. Well, was we, George we Clinton involved old. in any way? Because I saw yeah. he was on the production credits. Yeah, that's yeah, why we're still old because okay. we replayed his music, but we just didn't use the original music. It Got costs it. less if you don't yeah. need a sample. Because ah, okay. back in the... <laughs> Take notes out there. we did our Straight out of Compton, we was the poster kids for samples. They came and got us. You know, all these records, you know, pieces of records and... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. What a headache. Day. <laughs> Express yourself? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, we, we got permission to use that, but... Okay. Yeah, that... Wow, but I know that's all about that song, too. man. Yeah, that's one of the greatest joints, young kid. Because that was Dre's really first on NWA. Yeah. He only rapped yeah. on that song and then the last song. That was it for that album. And then when Cube left, that that space had to be taken, so he stepped up and started rapping. Now that's uh, Easy E's uncle, is it? I always remember thinking that when I was a kid. Because wasn't it Charles Wright that that made that? So who was it that? No, that is his uncle. <laughs> just that <laughs> he didn't have the same last name. I know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, Easy way to clear the sample. Yeah, I don't. I guess you know some of them was easy to get. You know when they look at it like we're gonna make a bunch of money off it, so they're clear. But a lot of the samples, companies came and bought all the old records and stuff. Except uh, Parliament, George Clinton, he still got his. Sly Stone, that was a. They came and got us years. Well, matter of fact, Sly oh, Stone had a major lawsuit against everybody from Michael Jackson on down. You know, he just got five million dollars a couple of years ago for that. But damn, we had one. I don't want to say the artist's name. He called us in the studio. The song she swallowed it. It was originally a sample. <laughs> on it. Yeah, oh, no, it, in the studio and didn't let us use it. He said his wife wouldn't do it. We couldn't. Oh, no. I couldn't believe. It. I looked right at Dre when he was talking to him on the phone, and he said well, he wouldn't let us use it. So we had to replay it. And just no, yeah, he, he called us. I was surprised. <laughs> this is a big time artist from the seventies. He literally <laughs> called you himself too. <laughs> yep, man. No secretary no. himself. And that's in the book. If you want to see the name, that's in the book, right? I don't think I put that in the book. Well, I forgot all about it. Ah, I forgot all about that story. It's so much I put yes. in the book, I, I didn't get to it. Yeah, I didn't. If you can figure out what the sample was, then you know who it is. You know who it is. They Fill named the star, I think it was a star with an H. Double H. That's maybe. all. Fill in the blank. <laughs> Do some Googling, everybody. 
<laughs> what a trip. So writing a book, that in general, like, what is it that inspired you to write your own book about your life story and about the story of NWA? I never wanted to write a book. I never even opened a novel. I never read a novel. <laughs> I did not at all. I remember during the pandemic, it took a year and a half, God said, write this book. This is your testimony. I'm like, and I just started from four or five years old and just all the way to 2020. Wow. And I was like, wow. that came out of me? I mean, I remember details. It's just, I'm like, wow. So I know it wasn't me that wrote it. I know who gave it to me to write it. And it was just my story so it can go around the world. It might help somebody. You know, I teach... I, I was in. The, I teach people about music. You know about your paperwork, about lawyer, about production, artists, producer feeds. You know, writers is two hundred percent. It's not one hundred percent. Music side. You know, the writer side, the word. The lit, it's so much in there. Wow. What so I did. I kept calling myself in the book. You big dummy. You just did this. You know, kept doing it. No paperwork. You know, because think about this. NWA. We was making all these hits. We but, never even signed a contract. Yeah. <laughs> Wild to Until think. we got on tour. <laughs> so who was so it that he, said you guys, uh, where's all this money going? Uh, we didn't. I mean, we just I had fun with money. Yeah. I mean, after the couple of albums, and then I started making my albums, you know, here it is. A young guy with half a million dollars no. in his pocket with A1 credit. Yeah. <laughs> what color do I need? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So it, I went through a lot. See, people don't really know. I was just homeless eight years ago. What? For three and a half years. Not on the street homeless. Yeah. Because not drugs, not alcohol. It was just having fun. Shit. I, didn't, I didn't love money, but I like to buy stuff. Yeah. I like to just go <laughs> buy. If I'm bored, I go buy a car. You know, I went through 50 cars and all kind of stuff. It's that's why I said the book has so much detail in it. It ain't just the group. It's before the group, after the group. It, 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 it's everybody says it's a good read. I wouldn't know. I never read a book. So, but <laughs> well, the people enjoy it online. All very, you know, five star reviews. If you look yeah. on Amazon, listen to me a book. Listen to me a book, yellow. Uh, straight out of Compton, my untold story. Definitely. I'm on Amazon. Yeah. All yeah. Yeah. They got it yeah, on the yeah. they got it on the, the audio book. I haven't done an audio book yet. Drake said I should do an audio book. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different, but I might do one. Reading is not my best trait. <laughs> 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 well, I got it got the ebook, but yeah. I think I thought the ebook taught read the stories, yeah. I guess. I don't I know, get, I don't know. I don't read books. So. Give me a girl that can read. <laughs> yeah. Then we know he really won't listen to it. <laughs> Oh man. So yeah, that's what an accomplishment to be able to put a book together and wrap everything up. And I, I remember mean, being a to kid be able to, and to be able to drop knowledge, you know, on people, you know, yes, coming up. It's like, like a you resource said. book. Yeah. It's not like, just your story, it's teaching people how to move it all. in this Why industry. Not? Why don't not? do this. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. You know, first thing, lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. Yep. You know, yes. and I, I you know, I tell people about our manager. I didn't name him by name. I call him Mr. Manager in the book. People think, oh, was he good? Was he bad? I put it like this. He was getting 20% from the group. That's cool. But he was also getting 20% from the label. That Double ain't dipping. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's 
especially when you're supposed Probably to be with Megan more than us. <laughs> That's crazy. You're supposed to be a so team. You gotta know your stuff. I mean, yep. we was young, dumb, just talented and just rolling, and we didn't know all this technical stuff yeah. and all this. We knew the music. We had to figure it out. But the paperwork and stuff, you know, it took years for everybody to finally get it. Right. I and read Cube a, was the first to get it. That's why he left. Yeah. But Cube had to leave in order to get big. Dre had to leave in order to get big. The group had to break up. Think about this. It's true. How many groups break up at number one? Yep. We shipped gold, which was unheard of back then. We was number one on Billboard, and then the group was over. Everybody breaks up after the everything that yeah. fell off and but we had to break up we just had to for some reason it was meant to be oh yeah i read that easy e spent five thousand dollars to create straight out of compton which then in return made him or made 22 million dollars does that sound about right i have no idea <laughs> just crazy see. still that that's out there five thousand dollars to make and it reaped in 22 million I don't. I, I don't know if that's true, but that's what they're saying out there. If you do the yeah, the I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, the company. Yeah, you know, with all the hits after hits after the DLC, Michelle A, JJ Fat, you know, all these hits coming back to back to back to back. A lot of money back then, you know. I don't know. I, I wasn't no accountant back then. So yeah, all we knew was studio. Yeah, that, that was our world. Studio or live stage? Let me get enough Other money to that? go party. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's all. We didn't think about no gold records. No that's why I like. Platinum, that's why like just knowing me. If I was th- you know throwing a contract, I probably would have never read it. You well, give me, you you give me this. You give me this money if I here. sign here. In the <laughs> middle of the tour, they came with contracts. I remember there was a check for seventy five thousand dollars. I picked up the contract about that thick, turned it over, signed it. Okay, give, my give me that check. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot I of money no when you don't have it, though. What was in it? Come on. <laughs> and Cube was, Cube was the only one that didn't sign it. So, wow. Yeah, that's just, you know, just he was the first, but we signed ours and kept on going. What was it like when Cube left the group after the first album? Um, what did the group it was think? Not too much. Not. The yeah, actual members, right. I should say, because it didn't yeah. seem like he had a problem with the actual members. Obviously, yeah. they were the, the beefs or whatever that came after. But yeah. during the breakup, it seemed but like it was more of a money thing. Yeah, it wasn't really. We didn't really think about it that much. It was more of the public thinking, what are we going to do now? Yeah. You know, one of the main voices, one third, you know, one third gone. So that's why we had to come out with 100 miles of running. And Dre moved into the, his spot. So we didn't never we didn't think nothing bad. We didn't like, oh, we're going to get him. We. He didn't care about all that. We just you guys really came into your sound too. That second album, yeah. We're well, not. We we're not going to talk up. about the crazy beefs. Don't worry, yellow. We're not. We're not here to get all these clickbait <laughs> questions. Like we're here to talk about the the good stuff. And yo, you guys, you and Dre really came into your sound. Always yeah. into something is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, I mean, we 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 grew up from the first stuff. A lot of the first stuff was samples and all that we started getting away from the samples after they came after us and we stayed yeah. away from the samples only samples that we really needed to get and we can get clearance for but we grew up even on 100 miles and run in for the you know what the other in for life yeah. yeah we really grew up on there that's where 
We was adults, seemed like it, compared to the first stuff. And just the whole transition, like, yo, Straight Outta Compton was an amazing album, and it was put together really well, but track for track with the interludes, that second album was just crazy. But the only thing is, the second album was better, better produced, better sounding, but the first one was still the classic. You can't replace it. That's the difference. Even the, the covers, the second album cover was better, but that classic where the guy laid on the ground and took the picture... You can't replace it. it; just can't be topped. We bring yeah, that up like, here. Let's uh, let's pull that up while we're here. So yeah, that, that's like one jack of, those. of all trades. This is one of the classic images when you think of hip hop in general. I mean, oh, what's yeah, the story I mean, behind this picture? That was not supposed to be the cover. It was another picture of us in the alley walking. That was really going to be the cover. The guy we the guy got on the ground and took about five or six pictures. That's all he took. That was it. And that picture laid around. <laughs> at priority and i remember one day going down priority i was the only one to go down there and hang out and i said wow that looked like an album cover and i forgot didn't think nothing about it then later on it was the album, album cover. cover that's how arabian prince got on the album cover when we when this album came out arabian wasn't even around no more he went back to being a solo artist so arabian got in on the early pictures and if we took a bunch of pictures in one day or two days or something, that's how that album came. You know, the sticker on there, we was a poster child for that. You know, they stamped it on us. We even, do you know, there's even Easy e album in that album, the radio version of the whole album that we wow. made. Oh, they really? was in Kmarts and stuff like that. That I know. Be- I, that's right. I had it now. I had yeah. it. Oh, really? I downloaded a few tracks accidentally. Yeah. Years yeah. ago. <laughs> that is rare. I was gonna say that was probably one of the first of that time to do that. I mean, I used to. My mom used to make me buy the edited when I was yeah. young. I mean, a whole album. Yeah, that was. We 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 did more work on that. I was gonna say yeah, <laughs> than doing the original because it only it didn't take us long because some of the tracks on there, a lot of the tracks was already songs already. We just pulled them off the the little maxi singles, and we only made a few new ones on that album. It only took us a month to make the album. 30 days or less. It didn't take very long. That's crazy. And now you, you mentioned Arabian Prince. Was he in the movie? Did they portray him in the Straight <clears throat> Out of Compton movie? They had a character. You know something? No, they didn't. That was DJ Speed they had a character for. Because he had a hat said DJ Speed. But you never did really see him. He was just in the bunch. But because Arabian... Didn't go on tour with us or none of that stuff. By the time that album, because Arabian, the only song he had on there was something to dance to. That was from some old stuff. Which was hard. That was the last song, right, on the album? Yeah, Panic Zone, to something to dance. You know, I hated them song, but that was, that was <laughs> the, the last times. of the Wrecking Crew sound. That That's what last. I was going to say. It's Wrecking Crew sound. Yeah, that was the last. Of, well, really... Because we did the J.J. Fad album. That was our first gold record in gold and single. Ruthless. People don't really understand it. But Arabian had found them girls first. But then me and Dre start, was the main producer and he was there. And then that's how he got into this one. But he wasn't around for our album. He was on the earlier, around on the earlier stuff. Just curious. Because I know he was on the album. You see him in the album cover. Yeah. But I didn't see him. So I just... You know, who knows? Yeah, that's why in the Hall of Fame, he, he's not in the Hall of Fame. It's just us because he wasn't around 
on the actual album. What was that like? Getting that phone call, finding out that you were being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, it took four years. So we were nominated four years in a row. And I didn't think we was going to get it the fourth time because I think Janet Jackson was was trying to be a nominee. Too. I said, yeah. oh, we ain't going to get it. She going to yeah, win. Janet, I knew yeah. it right then. But then we got it after the movie, and it was like, wow. That's like the highest you can get in music. Oh yeah, is, yeah. Then it was only we were the fifth rap group. Yep. You know that, which is wow. I'm like, it's different. It was different. I mean, different. I remember after we got the award, and we was all right there on stage. I said, "Let's take a selfie." You see that selfie I take for that one second, that one frame. It was like 1989. Yep. There was no lawyers. No managers, no nothing. It was just us. And you see the smiles, and they was all genuine smiles for that split second. So two weeks later, we end up doing Coachella. All four of us together. First time in 30 years. So that was a time, you know, that was a time capsule I could keep right there. That was fun. For us fans, it was fun to see, especially that picture that you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. It just like I took two pictures, just boom, boom, and that was it. And it was just something. Love. Yeah. Wow. So much history. Yeah. And we're going to get to a quick break, play some more classic NWA music. We're going to play some solo DJ Yella, which I'm not sure we've done yet on this program. Don't make that face. It's fire. Come on. <laughs> out. I was sitting there vibing today, listening to it. I made a story and everything. Got wow. joints, baby. You got joints. Yes. <laughs> This is the Ryan Show FM, Mr. Cheeks, Hams, Dave, Ryan Rinell in studio yep. with the one, the only DJ Yella, the and legend. we will return. Yeah, DJ Yella is in studio with us, and boy, are we lucky. Mr. Cheeks, how you holding up, brother man? Yo, chilling, man. Good to, good to talk with DJ Yella, man. I ain't never met the guard, man. I just, <laughs> I love the music. I love everything about NWA. From, uh, like I said, man, from the West Coast, we all rocking that black. Who's over here, Lost Boys rocking that militant shit, you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> Y'all put us on over there from over there, you know what I mean? So, yeah. man, 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 respect, yo. Facts. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, they had wow. the whole country. Everybody's a Raiders fan. I mean, that. think about football. Now everything yeah. got black. Everything. Everything. The Raiders. Yeah. I mean, not royalties from that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Where's the royalties on everyone? We're like, crazy. Uh, yeah. So, we mentioned earlier that you went and stayed, or I say you stayed with EZE. And when you see what a businessman he was, I could see it being a you know very easy decision at the time when you see what he did and what he created. So um, you also witnessed the evolution of EZE as a musician. And from what I read, he wasn't even a rapper to begin with. Yeah. I mean, he was no kind of rapper, none. I mean, that wasn't his thing. Being him was being was energy, yeah. And, the you whole know, vibe. we had me and Dre had to literally put a piece of tape across the whole board. Every take we do on his words, we put a little check, a little check. By the end of the verse, not the song, end of the verse is filled up because every we punched him every line, definitely every wow. line. But when the DLC came around, ZLC had a totally different flow, we can get more out of his rap because he liked the DLC style. And he, he, for some reason, he can say his rap much easier. 
I mean, because DLC was a cold writer. So yeah. DLC was writing for Easy E, and oh, that yeah. was and that was when it was easy for him. Okay. Oh yeah, it, it's, it's a bunch. Bunch. He even wrote on JJ Fad album. Wow. You know, he wrote some on Easy's first. Album. You know, Doc was is a, is a great writer. Great writer had skills. I mean, he was tough. Easy Does It came out what a month or two after Straight Out of Compton. How involved were the NWA in creating Easy's first solo album? Well, actually, Easy's album was came out before Straight Out of Compton. So it but, did. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it came, it came out, out like before, before they were right. Ours. Yeah, I think. No, here's I might have went gold before ours too. Okay. But that was that was really an NWA album. So I don't know who it was that came up and said. Because if you look at Easy's album, it's the NWA album with everybody on it. And somebody just said, let's just be two groups. The same people, you know, let's double the money. So that's yeah. what we did. We made his oh. album. His album did great. I liked his album. I still like his album. It was Some classics of, on it. Yeah, it was ahead of its time. I mean, it was, whew. Then we made ours, and it just, nobody could stop us. We was the new Motown at that time. Yeah. Hits Man. after hits. I mean, wow. Yeah, that had to just be a crazy time. Just knowing. And it's everywhere. It wasn't just the West Coast. Like you said, you go out at East and you get in love at the Apollo. Yeah. I, well, I wouldn't call it not getting, But that's what I'm saying. Not getting booed off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because the Apollo is famous for... Oh, yeah. Get them out there. <laughs> get them out of this. Get them off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So you look at, uh, at Easy's first album... So many great songs, like easier said than done. Yeah. What was that like creating that track in studio? That one was fun because it's coming off the boys in the hood. Easier said than done. That well, that was a little simpler because it was just a sample. I don't. I forgot who the sample was, but I like easy does it better than easier said than done, or I like still talking better than all of them. So it's just. He had that flow. He had that sound. He had that look. People thought he was 15 years old rapping. And that's why they just, <laughs> the girls just went crazy. Just like, because I think he said it so on one of the songs that he said it was 15. I said, man, quit lying. Ain't <laughs> no Yo, are you serious? That is they amazing. loved it. They ate it up. Ryan still says he's 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looked, he looked it, but he's but that Until voice. I tell, yeah, that's crazy. That is insane. What a trip. Yeah, easy E. One of uh one of uh you know, for any short person that is trying to not be like a little weirdo, <laughs> what a great role model for us short people. Easy yeah. E. I remember growing my Jerry curls out. I still kind of have them a little bit <laughs> falling out in the front a little bit, as you see. Uh but yeah, you used to have the Compton hat cheeks. I don't know if you know this. I used to walk around with the Compton hat, tenth Forever. grade. Yeah, Forever. classic, <laughs> classic, classic, classic. So yeah, man, Easy E, just what a what a great mind and a great businessman. To think that, like you know, given his circumstances, that would he that's what he ascended to, right? To to leave the streets and then bring it into the music business and be such a natural. That's always what gets me. How he just applied. Not even the knowledge of the streets. It's just it seems like he was he had a lot of savvy. He was a very clever guy, is what it seemed. I mean, it was just he just doing business, just on the street. You got to be sharp. You yeah. know, you can't you got you can't let stuff go on. You got you know you got to be on your game. And then when we did the music, 
Cause we was mad. Me and Dre was mad at him the first time. Island Records wanted us. They wanted NWA, and they, they had some money for us. But he held out because Island, he wanted the label with Ruthless on it. Island wanted mm. to be Island and Ruthless, a little bitty name at the bottle. Thanks. So he Thanks. held out. That's what and happened. He he was bold enough to hold out and wait for somebody to come where it's all his label. And Priority came and did that. Priority name is small at the bottom. Smart. That's and, and that's how that was a priority. How, he was strong about it. He was like, no, I don't want to sign. You know, so he ended up not a label deal, distribution deal. You know, that's kind and of ahead of itself. And his vision. So you gotta gotta love the vision he had too for everybody. He put yeah. a whole not just making he's gangster and all that, but he also yeah. like you put other people on to your to your wealth and your situation. And oh, I see yeah. him help a lot of people get to where they are too. So he definitely oh, yeah. did a great job. Oh, yeah. He held his ground and just like, no, I ain't going for the the album deal. Oh, album yeah. deal, you ain't got no control, no nothing. Right. Distribution yeah. deals, label deals, you got all right. control. So let's go. He was ahead of himself. You know, Russell Simmons, exactly. the same thing. It was the same right. thing. Yeah. Where did the name NWA come from? You know, it came from a group that I produced called Yomo and Market. That's where NWA came from. Yomo came up with the name. I was like, I didn't know that until me, Dre, and Yomo was somewhere, you know, year. This was before the movie came out. And Yomo told me, he said, Remember, I came up with the name? I'm like, You came up with it? I had no idea. <laughs> You know, I'm like, wow, because in the beginning, we wouldn't say the whole name, we just say NWA, and then that's how we have to say other colors would come up yeah. and say, yeah. What does <laughs> that mean? I said, You yeah. don't want to know, yeah. What that means. <laughs> to me and, and Ryan, it's still always like, NWA, yeah. We just kind of like <laughs> embarrassed to say it back then. <laughs> you know, what's another classic group which doesn't get mentioned nearly enough is the HWA, well, the hose with attitude, yeah. <laughs> Love they that. Didn't, they, <laughs> they was around. I guess somebody else produced them, but we only did a couple of songs. I did a couple of songs or something. My least favorite type of whatever I did, but <laughs> they didn't it's get just... where they should have went. I saw that I cracked up today when I saw that you were producing the HW. I didn't realize that either. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's their rap. Well, I ain't gonna say nothing bad. It's, no, it's no, of course, it's the rapping. You know, yeah. Just, I think like Mary Jane Girls. You think Rick James? He created the Mary Jane Girls. Yeah, it seemed yeah. almost like an offshoot yeah. type situation. But they didn't get it all the way right. I mean, it just mm. didn't. Yeah, well, they had an attitude. They didn't. So yeah. they put them in their place a long time ago. <laughs> because a lot of the was done already. <laughs> By the time it came to us, they had already did an album or something. So we we got the leftovers. So we yeah. we didn't get to do it right. Oh man! Speaking of. Uh, of leftovers and all the fun on these tours. We didn't even get into some of the good stuff. I remember being a kid and reading on Wikipedia that you had a full fledged career in the porn industry, <laughs> that you had your own production. <laughs> Which now, look, I mean, look, look at the money that's in there right now and how the industry's changed so much. I mean, do you see any type of return in the future to something like that, given the amount of money that's in that industry right now? Nah, I'm good. I did it for 15 years. I made over 350 movies. Wow. And I'm just like, because I did it 
I was in it right in the easy days that Dre left and all that. But once he died, I said, I'm done with music. Okay, this is I'm going full for it. Then I started putting my name and my face on it. I wasn't in the scenes, but you might see mm-hmm. And yeah, I did. filmed them. I filmed them, edited them, make music for it. I did everything. Take all the pictures. Because I, I, I jumped in it as making producing records, like albums. That's I mean, what I did. You gotta cast you gotta as, cast the girls. Ooh, the girl. Nah, I didn't care about it. I just like I jumped in it as money making. So no it's, like it's, good storylines. Like, do you have like a, a godfather or like an apocalypse now of your of your line of work? <laughs> wow. I can't I forgot all about wow. 15 years. Yeah, I should I was four and five movies a month. I would just wow. Shout out to those dope. women. Because I was the first one to put hip hop beats and yeah. stuff into that. And then, bing, bing. You know, the Snoop bing. jumped in and did that like same type I of thing already right been after. In five, six years before yep. Snoop even yeah. did the one, <laughs> the one. Yep, <laughs> and he disappeared in it. Yes, I was oh, in yeah. the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> that was their French benefits. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so you were hands on, no pun intended. Not, not, yeah, not in terms was, of like <laughs> editing, directing the whole night, all that. I was right. I, I, you could be talking to the girl and nothing on, just talk. I was in it. <laughs> okay, hot free, turn this way. I was yeah. in it. <laughs> it's wild. Good stuff. Yeah. And you look at the evolution of the industry, it might be hard to even get back into it and keep up because now the girls have it in their own hands. Only fans, right? It's kind of changed yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a once it went to internet in like 2008 or something, that's when I was done with it because it. It will start being everywhere for free. So yep. that kind of killed yeah, it. You got to end with the big DLS. He puts yeah. leases on his bitches. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm like, ah, I'm good. I just stopped. I just said, okay, I'm done with it. That was it. <laughs> yeah, I was so, part of that problem. I was on LimeWire downloading all those. <laughs> I was on Kazaa and Napster. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> those are dangerous grounds, though. Yeah. It's dangerous, dangerous to get part of those heads. Yeah, I've heard. I've ruined, like, I ruined a couple stories. computers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yo, I heard a crazy ass story while we're on this note. Really quick, a dude that downloaded some porn didn't realize what it was because it was online wire. Turns out it was some crazy, really bad stuff, mm-hmm. and had it set so that you automatically upload whatever's in your computer for people to re-download. And oh, he got wow. hit with distributing all types of crazy stuff. Oh yeah, that's that was a big. Crime. You you yeah. don't want to mess with the feds and all that. No, no. I'm trying to see is a big booty. Next thing you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, it's I mean, your big booty. That's yeah. big <laughs> I mean, that business. You got to have your paper right. Yep. You got to releases. You got to make sure that ID is that person. That is that ID. Yeah, I filmed the ID with the girl holding it. So <laughs> I ever had went to court. I said, hey, this is what she this, gave me. Smart. That's what they did on the site. They verified like that. <laughs> Where it'd be the girl's sister or whoever older and she younger, it just you don't want to get caught up in all that. No, dude. not at all. It's the original me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it <laughs> I didn't see that one? Original me too. Man. So you mentioned um you mentioned what was it we were just we were just about. Damn, I had like such a good transition. So you talk question. about women and Ryan gets all flustered. I know, I get all nervous, <laughs> all flush in the vase. Yeah. 
Man, so well, real quick, let's uh, let's get back to the book, uh-huh. also, right? Because we want everybody to go and check it out straight out of Compton, the untold story. It's out now. Yellow wrote it himself, and you know, you mentioned no experience. Was there anything that was like too risque or too crazy that you left out that you thought was just too much for the book? I left a few stuff out. I threw myself under the bus. I didn't throw nobody else under the bus. Yeah, I was like, no. I've seen That's stuff. Right. I heard. So I said, no. I keep that to myself. I, you know, I don't want to lose lifelong friends over a dollar or whatever it is. You know, I'm not. I'm like some stuff. I just I keep that to my grave. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, so much I put in, but it was still a lot I left out. Did you yeah. let all them? Did you let all them know you were writing the book? Like I'm gonna be writing this book. Oh no! I didn't the- tell nobody. I just wrote it and just yeah. bam. They found out when I start posting pictures mm-hmm. saying countdown. I start counting yeah. down pictures. Mm. Everybody would Drake called me up and say, "Hey, congratulations on your album." I said, "Album? What album? <laughs> Why is he talking about my book?" <laughs> so yeah, I didn't tell nobody nothing. I just wrote it. Nice. Hey, guess what? I just remembered that question. You mentioned don't get in trouble with the feds, right? You guys literally received. I know that we, you know, we started talking about this a while ago. We're going to take it back to the Straight Out of Compton album. You received a letter from the FBI, and notoriously. The NWO is being investigated. Like, I mean, how did this all come together? Did you guys change anything that you were doing? What's the story behind all of that? Well, we didn't we didn't change nothing. That was one of the best things happened to us besides MTV banning us on our first straight out of Compton video. That was great too. But yeah, the FBI sent us a letter. But then another FBI agency sent them a letter to tell them, you know, that's all right. We can say what we want. You know, so that's how that got it got squashed, but that made it just go up. It so made, wild it just, to think it that bam. the FBI got in, and treated you guys. Didn't they classify you guys as like some type of a gang or whatever? Just- I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, they they never been outside my door, so I don't know. <laughs> just wild to think over music. When, when you look at the music now, it's like really not even controversial compared to what's out there and what came out after the stuff of the nineties and. 2000s like you guys were just like being rebellious and that's what i find the most ironic part it seemed like it was just a bunch of like uppity white people that were just offended yeah <laughs> to see some guys like just, just saying it how it was and talking about what's really going on their real life experiences and things that they've seen i mean and think about it when we opened our door back then we talked about what we opened our door to this is what we seen. Yeah. this yeah. is what's in the ghetto we didn't say we did all this but yeah. this happened or it could happen and think about it, people can relate because our door when we open is the ghetto, and you got ghettos all over the world. So it ain't nothing new. We didn't rap about Disneyland or the White House or this because we wasn't political. You know, public enemy was political. Yeah. We were just like underground reporters. Just this is what goes Telling on. You what we this see, is yeah. what's happening. And it was like there were points, it was hilarious too. Some of yeah. it was like genuinely funny concepts. And that's my favorite part about hip hop. Being younger, right? I didn't grow up in the hood. I didn't grow mm. up around any of that type of stuff. So it was the comedy elements that originally brought me into hip hop and NWA really just <laughs> overall. Like, what were, like, was there a lot of joking going on? Like, what, what was it like behind the scenes in terms of that? Like, when you guys come up with funny sketches and some of the, uh, some of the punchlines were just genuinely hilarious. Like, what inspired some of that? You know, something, it just being raw. That's, that's yeah. all it was. It was. Just being just raw. It was just we said what we wanted to say. 
Think about right. when they used cuss words. They wasn't using cuss words back then. Yes. The police. <laughs> Worldwide, everything around the world. That's net international. Yeah. Southside, Jamaica, Queens, all the way to Compton. That is just, let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We just were just raw in this. Raw. It happened to catch. Yeah. It happened to catch. Ah, good times. And it's a good thing the that it did. be born without MWA. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you could just see how important it was with the movie dropping. I mean, it was huge, huge. Yeah. Hit. I mean, it was number one around yeah. the world. It was just around the world. Yeah. I mean, I'd have been since the movie. I've been to a hundred countries. I mean, my mom watched it and loved it. My mom and dad, I come home, they're watching it. Wow, <laughs> like, mom and dad. tuned in, in loving Hamptons, it. I say, yeah, in the Hamptons. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How accurate was the movie? How authentic was that? The story? Uh, I say 60 to 70% because you have to put all this stuff into two hours and 25 yeah. minutes. So a lot of the stuff in the movie was together, but a lot of it wasn't together. It was spaced out. You know, like, like the Detroit, I'll give you an example. You had to make it look Hollywood yep. for the excitement. Mm. We didn't get arrested. They ran us off the stage. We all went to the hotel. We grabbed our bags. We was going to go get on the tour buses to go right across to Canada. And they caught us in the elevator. And all they gave us was a $150 citation. That was oh, it. Okay. And some autographs. Could you and see so the cops like, when arrested you were, and thrown around? Nah. Yeah. When you were on stage about to do the song, could you see the cops like gearing up, getting ready? Like, You know something? I didn't know the song was going to be played. Nobody knew it. No. But Cuban Drake. Mm. I guess they discussed it earlier because I'm yeah. like, Soon Were you DJing song, when it no, happened? Dre was on the tables at the Dre time. Was, okay. I was on the I was on the side of the stage or somewhere on the stage. And as soon as that song played, I looked at him <laughs> like, what the? And then he started doing his verse. And then we could see the cops actually did took like M80s, firecrackers, and throwing them in the crowd to make it look like it was going crazy. Then they came toward us yeah. on the stage and we just bam. Wait a minute. No. You said the police were throwing the firecrackers? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's who started it in there. F the police. They, you know, I guess earlier or something, they, you know, the, the Detroit police wanted to make a statement or something. Yeah. yeah. They better not do that song. Because we had never done it on tour. Matter of fact, to this day, we'd never done that song. And to Coachella. <laughs> I bet now it would do better than ever. Not even Coachella. It was me, Cuban Ren did it. Dre didn't do the, that song. So, wow. Man. Yeah, but that's why we had the Hollywood arise, a couple of a lot of the stuff in the movie, you know. Just like the hospital scene where my character came in and was talking to E. When I came into the hospital, he was already in a coma. So I never got to talk to him. So they just had to change it up, make it look good yeah. for Hollywood. Man, the loss of Easy E. Tremendous for hip hop, tremendous for street savvy people in general. What do you think Easy E? would say, now looking back, like just look at the history that's been made, the culture that's been created through this album 33 years later. How do you think he would react if he was alive today? Uh, Knowing his personality. He'd be happy. He say, he, he probably would be saying, we started this gangster. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is what we did. I mean, we wasn't trying to do it. It just happened, and it's it's amazing that it's still being talked about 
30 plus years later. I can't believe it. It's just amazing. And they made a movie about us. I'm like, us? Timeless. 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 Wow. DJ Yellow, man. Timeless dude. Smooth dude. Man, listen, man. I ain't gonna get to talk to you since right now. I've been in the game since y'all motherfuckers influenced me to get in the game. You know what I mean? Man, it's good to talk to you. It's good to like, yo, let's do an album together. Give me 10 tracks. <laughs> give me some beats. I mean, you give me some tracks. I'll give you some bars. And we can go and eat. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Just East give Coast, me a little Coast. time, bro. Just give me a, just give me the, give me the, uh, give me the fall. Just give me the fall. Just give me 10 <laughs> tracks. I sang it back and better. Bing, bing, bing. That's how it worked, though, right? That's a so dream collab right there. That'd be insane. The connection right there. I want to throw that connection at you. If you need me for anything, I'm right there. And then lost oh, what yeah. you like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> To think that you influence all these guys from all over. What's been the biggest surprise? I always wonder this too. I, you know, I hear stories like, remember Cheeks? I had a guy DM me maybe about a year and a half, or maybe it's been like four years probably at this point. But DM me, and they were like, "Tell me about a story about going to a Mr. Cheeks, a Lost Boys show that was happening in Africa." And he said that he biked like a day and a half to get there, and that there was literally like a million people at the show, like a seat. Yeah, so you, you see, he remembers. So, is there like a standout moment where you went somewhere else in the world and were like, "Wow, this is the reaction to the music that I made in California"? Um, I mean, from California, especially me DJing around the world. I mean, I, DJ, I was the first one to DJ in Vietnam, South Korea. Wow. You know, in Korea. I mean, like, really? All these places, I mean, Bali, Sri Lanka, places I've never even heard of. Whoa. I remember being in Australia on the festival out there and then just coming out and just all the people just like, wow. Because out the country, they love old school music. I don't Hell care who yeah. it is. They want all 90s, 80s, 90s. That's all they want. They don't want, they don't want this new stuff too much. It's the old school stuff. And it's just... Man, it's just like wow. I mean, I did more solo shows than the group. I've been to a hundred more countries than the group. The group wow. only went to London once. That's it. It's just amazing. And that just shows Talent, the impact. Man. Talent, man. Talk to like what Uncle Bob Marley say, man. You know, music is the only thing that hits you, but you feel no pain. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Music is the only thing that has no color. Exactly. Music is just music. That's music. Just, that's how I look at it. No color in there. It's just music. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm with you, yellow. <laughs> I mean, what life is, man. Like, it ain't no color. It ain't no. Ain't no Republicans. It ain't no Democrats. Yeah, nothing, it's life, nothing. man. It's the world. I mean, yeah. music brought this together. It's two white kids from the Hamptons, Cheeks from Southside, and you from, you know, <laughs> LA, all talking. Music? Yeah. And I think that's a perfect way to end uh, end this uh, wonderful appearance. Yellow, thank you so much yeah, thank for you. coming on the show. Seriously, it is a true honor to have you, you here bro. with us. Bro. And let's oh, plug that book one well, more well, time. We, gonna, we only got another half an hour. We can't talk about nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got to have another appearance, if anything. Yella, could we hold you to another appearance at yeah. some point in time? It's easy to do. It's easy. Oh, I tell you what, you read Beautiful. the book, and then we do another. 
That's yo, it. That's it. Be, we have homework. I'm going to buy the book and I'm going to post that shit tomorrow like this. <laughs> does it have, pic- does it it have pictures? Straight out of Compton, my untold stories on Amazon. I already got it. I already got it. I already got it, baby. I'm your, I'm your, I'm your Vin. Also, you know, I'm, I'm glad we, we got you on the, on the show, the Ryan yeah. show. We've been doing this shit for over five years, man. You just really? making more than the icing on the cake with this shit. Wow. <laughs> Word up. I am blessed to be here. Thank you, Brad. We're we blessed to have you. Us, yep. Yeah. That's thank you fact. for coming. Seriously. So go check out, check out the solo album. There's just a huge body of work. Go check out that vast collection of porn. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I did my last two movies I did was called Straight Out of Compton. In 2010, way before the movie was even thought of. Dang. <laughs> that is amazing. But is it is it like some type of a storyline yeah, centered my, around my the- thing was me with a bunch of girls in the movie. I had like 15 girls in the movie. There that was go. my goal. I like the more, the more, the more. Richard bottles on the table and food shaking. Yep. <laughs> that's my kind of point, right? 50, that is just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what should I say? We got the little one out here running around. This is yep. the Ryan Show FM. DJ Yella is here. Go check out that book, Straight Out of Compton, The Untold Story. Order it on Amazon. Order it on Google oh. Books. That's what I'm going to do so I can read hey. it tonight. Tablet time. Have yep. the time, baby. This is the Ryan Show FM. Mr. Cheeks, Ham's Dave, and DJ Yella here. Real hip hop 24 7 from today and back in the day. Big Shop Radio.com.